Hello, good evening. My name is Richard. This is over and over and over again. And this is the start the start of a brand new season in the Premier League, a brand new series of shows on the channel as well. This is the very first episode of the Arsenal Review. It's a slightly different name, a slightly different uh, day of the week we're going to be doing it on. But essentially, it will be a lot of familiar stuff that you recognise from last season. But this is going to be the first episode of the Arsenal Review. <laughs> A nice little funky intro as well, just to you know set the set the tone. Um, obviously, welcome to our first, very first guest on this very first show of the Arsenal Review. It is, of course, a very familiar face as well to the channel. It's Melvin, of course. How are you doing today, Melvin? Yeah, fine, thanks. Uh, we've had a good pre season, haven't we? We've had a good couple of months, mate. Not bad at all. We finished there yesterday, finished it off quite nicely. Yeah, yesterday was a very good way to finish the summer, wasn't it? Summer of football, um, watching the women obviously win the Euros. And we will have Neil join us very shortly as well. And hopefully Adam, who was at Wembley yesterday, actually. Plus he was at the Emirates Cup game on Saturday. So he's had a busy weekend of football. So hopefully he'll be able to join us in time. He's obviously... Uh, He's been very busy today, but Neil will be with us very shortly. So because this is the first show of the new season, um, I suppose what we need to do is have a little catch up really on the summer activities at Arsenal. Now, there's been um, been quite a busy summer. I suppose we need to start really with the uh, the transfer window, which is still obviously ongoing. Um, but so far, five players have arrived and the early signs are pretty good. Let's be honest. Um, I actually feel and I know maybe hindsight is quite a nice thing, but Going back to last summer's transfer window, I wasn't overly impressed with it completely. A lot of young players, not really first-team players as such, coming straight in last summer. And I was a little bit concerned about that. But we can't really have similar complaints this time. We bought two very, very good players to come straight into the first team. Um, obviously, what we needed, a goal scorer, Gabriel Jesus, and, and obviously Alexander Zinchenko as well, who's a very versatile player, plus a, a couple of young players as well. I knew... Uh, backup goalkeeper Matt Turner. So it's been a busy transfer window. Obviously, a few players have gone out on loan as well. And of course, we do have William Saliba back as well. He's, he's been at the club for nearly three years. He hasn't made his debut yet. So he's like a new signing. Um, so it has been a positive uh, transfer window. I mean, what have you made of it so far, Melvin? Do you think we've covered all the gaps in the squad that we needed to cover? Or do you still think maybe we still need one or two more bodies in to finish the squad off? We definitely need a defensive midfielder, definitely. We still haven't got one. I mean, they talk about Partey, who's a terrific player being a defensive midfielder. I don't think he is, actually. I think he's a little bit more than that. You just want someone who really can't kick a ball, just kick a player. We haven't got any of those type of players. Just to break down the other team's play. I know it's not the most pleasing, aesthetic thing to watch, but we do need that. Because if you stop teams attacking you, then you can attack easier yourself. At the moment, I don't think we need that the way we're doing it, but we definitely need someone. We don't know if Partey's going to be there with his injury record and so on. We don't know if he's going to be there. But we definitely, if he goes missing for whatever reason, Elneny, yes. I feel Elneny has done very well, but in short spurts. He's not been tested over a season, and that's a worry for me. I think every game he's given 100% and he's playing 
to the ceiling. He's reached his ceiling. And if he drops below that ceiling, we will notice it as a team. So I des we desperately need another midfielder, a defensive midfielder. We've got all the midfielders to attack you can, you can wish for. You know, we can play 11 midfielders that can attack, but that's not the way you play the game. We need a defensive midfielder. I'll be happy with that. And if, it, as it seems, Pepe might go and um, Nelson might go, we do need someone wide, another wide player. Not desperately, not as much as midfielder, but if we've got a little bit of money on the first strings, then they'd like to go for someone like that. Other than that, fine. I mean, obviously, Zinchenko can sort of play a defensive midfield sort of role, can't he? He's a very versatile player. I think he's been brought in mainly to cover for the the sort of left back area where we've had a few issues with Tierney out last season and whatever. So, but he can play midfield as well. So maybe he could be used more in midfield as the season progresses if we don't bring anybody else in. I mean, it's an option, isn't it? It is. But then again, you've got the question mark of Tierney's fitness. And if Tierney isn't fit, then you've got to play him at left back, but no one else to play at left back. So therefore, yeah. you'll be lacking in midfield. So really. It's two it's a two way stretch here. I don't think that's a good option to take. Yeah, if Tierney was fit every game, or you thought he might be eighty five percent fit, then you think, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, definitely he could play in midfield, no problem at all. I'd love to see him there. I think he's a very skillful guy and he's got it all. But as I say, Tierney gets injured for, for whatever reason, and he's normally out no shorter than a month, is he? Let's face it. We have got some yeah. play like that back, and it leaves us wanting in midfield, and that's not a position yeah. I like. Situation like this in again, yeah. No, no, I mean, that, that's true. I mean, he, he can't play in both positions, can he? Zinchenko, as good as he is, he can only play one at a time. And the left back position could be where he's needed more as the season goes on. We don't know. I mean, do you think we've got enough cover up front? I mean, obviously, Gabriel Jesus is the big signing, he's the one we're almost excited about. And, and a great, I mean, we'll come on to pre season a bit later as well. But do you think we need more? I mean, obviously, we've got Eddie as the backup. Do you think we need another body as an as a backup in the attack, or are you quite happy with our options in that position now with, with Jesus coming in? I think if Jesus can't play for whatever reason, I think you could mess it around a little bit and put Martinelli out front or give Eddie a chance again. Eddie listens, he's over for form, but he's nowhere near where he where we would love him to be. He has improved and I'll I put my hand up. I didn't think he's anywhere near good enough for the first team. I think he gets just about gets here on merit now, but he's got to keep on improving to to establish himself in the first team. If he doesn't, I'm sorry, not good enough. But let's hope he can. He's, he's got the right attitude. Always had the right attitude. With just his decision making was poor. I think he's improved with that. You can always move again. Marsnelli inside and put Rose Smith. Do you remember him, Rose Smith? He used to play for us years ago. Playing <laughs> a wide on the left. So we can mix it up a little bit more. We've got a little bit more colour, yeah. not perfect, but as I said before, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind sacrificing not buying another forward to get a midfielder in. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, obviously, um, I do want to talk about Gabriel Jesus because he is the big marquee signing, really, isn't he? This summer, um, and we've seen how good he is already in pre-season, and you know, it, it seems as though. He could well be the player to replace the goals that Aubameyang was scoring for us when he first arrived. You know, 30 goals across all competitions a season. And he's looking like he could be that player. Only with a 
better attitude and maybe a more popular player with everybody at the club, you know. So um, I'm really excited about Gabriel Jesus, actually. I was I was not 100% convinced at the beginning when we first signed him. I thought he's a good signing. He's, he's a good player. But I'm thinking, you know, he's been in and out of the Man City team. He's never been a regular. Um, but suddenly we've seen him play in pre-season. You're thinking he is the player that we've been needing, isn't he? He's the, he's the striker that we've been crying out for. Well, you, you say about his... Um... You know, he, he's, he's, uh, well, he's better than um, Aubameyang on certain things. You haven't mentioned his work rate. His work rate is unbelievable. Aubameyang, with all due respect, as good a player as he was, his work rate wasn't the greatest. In fact, when he crossed the halfway line coming back, we all thought he would get a medal because he didn't he did it. So, you know, never used to do it. But with him, he just what you at the game. I was at the game on Saturday, and he's on, he's non-stop. He's looking for. He's looking for the ball, he's looking for spaces, he's telling people where he wants it, he's on the move, he brings people into the game. Whereas when Aubameyang, I want to have a go at Aubameyang because he, he had some great, great games mm. for us over cool. the time. He was, he was a terrific player. But you always thought, especially the last couple of years with Aubameyang, even when he scored all those great goals in the FA Cup final and all that, you still felt that when he got the ball wide, he felt, in my eyes, he was isolated. Whether that's his fault, the rest of the team, I felt like he had nowhere else to go but cut inside and cut back. Whereas this guy, he gets the ball, he's got he's, in his brain, he's got three opportunities. So he's alive. Why this guy? Not because yeah. he not only does he put the ball in it, and you were talking about him with Bamiang, let's talk about him in respect to Lacazette. I mean, every goal he scored, with all due respect, Lacazette wouldn't have scored any of those. He'd number one in winning yeah. the place. Been you been there, no. been yeah. away somewhere at the halfway line, yeah. and you just got to. For, for, we've actually, for the first time, and a was bad at that as well. For the first time, we've got a forward who is on the move in the box before the ball comes. He's making his own space. Whereas a Bamiang, I most certainly left us there, used to wait for the ball to come from. If he didn't go within two inches of their foot, they ain't gonna get it. With this guy, he just makes it. I mean, that yeah. goal. That, I was sitting right behind Martin when he curved that ball in through one of his... Uh, yeah, that was brilliant. What what a ball. Ball. Yeah. The way he took it made it look so easy. Yeah, what a ball. Unbelievable. And you could yeah. have done that with Lacazette with all due respect. No, no you're right. Him. No, no. No, no, you're right, exactly. And I mean, obviously, Lacazette's the, the sort of the player that he's going to be replacing, basically, because Lacazette was playing in the number nine position Um for the last part of the season until he got injured. Um, we have got Neil with us as well. How are you doing, Neil? Good to see you again. You okay? Yeah, how are you doing? You, you okay? Very good. Yeah, obviously, we're looking forward to the start of the new season. Say a new show or sort of new name. It's a similar show to what we were doing before, but, um, you know, a lot of new stuff on the channel this year. Good to have you um, on board with us again. Uh, you you, you, had, you me, had a good yeah. summer? You had a good summer? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just, uh, yeah, lovely heat, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Well, it was, was a bit hot. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, a, bit it was a bit too hot. I, I don't mind the heat and the good weather, but that was a little bit too much, I think, for all yeah, of us. It, but uh, it was quite, it was quite warm. Yeah, yeah but but we survived. Yeah. It. We're, we're all of here course, of course, we've survived it to see Arsenal win the league. So it's great. <laughs> hey, you so. How you doing, Melvin? You're right. Yeah, good, 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 good. good. We've Sorry, I'm late. Apologies. No, 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 not a problem at all. Um, we've just been discussing the transfer window as the first mm. kind of topic, really. Now, um, you know, I, I was saying to Melvin that I feel as though, compared to last summer's transfer window, this seems to be uh, a better window in terms of we've got two first-team players in Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus. 
Um, and we've got some younger players coming in as well. We've got Saliba back as well, yet to make his debut, going to strengthen us defensively. So I, I think it's on paper, certainly at the moment, it looks a better transfer window than last summer. Um, do you think that's the case? Or are you still looking at maybe we need still more? Obviously, the season starts this week, but do you think we need more yeah. for the window shuts? Yeah, I'll answer that first. I think so. I, I, I think we might could do with another one or two. My, uh, my concern still is actually the midfield. Um, we don't know. I, I don't like reading any into anything. As you know, I don't like doing transfers, gossips. I just go when things are announced officially. So very similar, all this stuff that's been going on with Partey. I don't know how it's been affecting him. I don't know what's going on. Um, and, you know, it, I think if, if, if something drastically goes, well, something de detrimental happens and we lose him for whatever reason, we're going to be short again in midfield. So I think we, we do need someone in midfield. I, I, I've i been hearing a lot of people saying that we would uh, do well. I mean, if someone like Pepe goes, really, it's only Saka that's on the right as an attacking winger, kind of that kind of side player. So maybe someone there as well. I was also thinking we still need target man striker, but actually the way we've, been, <laughs> the way we've started off in the season friendlies, I don't think yeah. we do. <laughs> we, we're, we're just looking awesome. And you've got to remember... We've still got Emma Swift Rowe to come back, and then in the back we've still got Tomoyasu, Tomoyasu and Tierney to come back. It's looking very, very good. Um, and as for your first part of the question, the the signings, oh yes, oh oh god. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously it's always nice to see something go right. Um, but even if, even before that, even if we hadn't seen them play yet, and I'm talking specifically Jesus and um, and and Olex. Um, you know you know that they're proven winners already they've come from a team that's literally won everything apart from the champions league um they've got that winning mentality under pep you know they're already gonna and they're used to the prem that's the big thing we always there's always yeah. a doubt when you get players from overseas yeah. are they going how quickly are they going to adapt to the pace of the prem i mean tommy asu was a bit of a freak he literally got off the plane and was and he's playing yeah. as if like he's played for yeah. years but but you know we, we know that's not always the case um and I think with them too, I mean, you've seen it. I'm sure you, you were talking about it before I jumped on. But what I've seen in the friendly so far, my goodness me, honestly, guys, the games that I've seen with Chelsea and more so against Sevilla just the other day, I was watching that game and I was thinking, I haven't seen Arsenal play like this since the Invincible era and just before that. I really have not seen that type of attacking prowess high intensity and also it reminded me of the days you both remember this we would literally wrap up a game in the first 30 minutes we'd be we would crush teams three to four nil and then i was always upset because i was thinking well we should be able to go on to win these games like eight you know eight nine nil but we never did we probably didn't no. score another goal in the second half because they yeah. didn't need to they didn't need yeah. to overexert themselves they could take the foot off the gas and i saw the way that how we were pressing up front the intensity of the play, the high press and the determination and desire just to get everyone behind that attack to score, to create opportunities. I've not seen anything like it. And the biggest part for me was the speed. How quick were we as well? And mm. inevitably, you think that 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 would that would die off. And I guess it did you know, going into the second half. But then I was still surprised. We still had a killer goal in us, with which Eddie Nketiah finished from the Martinelli assist. How quick was that transition? So we've got lots to look forward to. I really have a good feeling about this season. I think I think it's going to be a good one. As long as, as long as touch wood, there are no key injuries. And that has been a plague on Arsenal for years. So no see, key injuries. No, no. 
can, we should you be want to answer good. right. The, the injuries are always going to be an issue, but um, this is why maybe I mean, I was just speaking to Melbourne about it before. Um, is the squad strong enough? I mean, bearing in mind, um, you know, we've got the Europa League this season, which we didn't have last season, so it's an extra load of games. Um, and we are always at the mercy of injuries. We know that because that's Arsenal for you, isn't it? That's our history has been littered with key injuries. So do you feel at this moment in time, obviously the transfer window still got another couple of weeks, few weeks to go. Do you still do you feel as though we desperately need more bodies in? Or if we started the season as we are now with this group of players, this squad, bearing in mind Fabio Vieira hasn't really played yet because of an injury. He's, he's still to come in. So, you know, he's, he's there as well. Do you think we need any more bodies in or would you be quite happy with the squad as it is now to tackle this season with the Europa League as well? Is that me to be or Melvin? Sorry. Well, to, to you, I mean, Melvin sort of answered it a bit earlier. Actually. Oh, he's already... Oh, OK, sorry. Sorry, make yeah. your pun. Um, no, I'm greedy, Richard. I, I think we need two more. <laughs> I, no, honestly, and, and, I, and for what the position? reasons I just said earlier. What, what position? Yeah, you, as I said, for? I think we need someone in midfield. I mean, right. I know we're not going to be able to please everyone. I know we could get some really stonking signings in and they're going to get maybe a little bit disgruntled because they're not going to get in. I mean, that, that 11 mm. that we've seen in the last two games, the starting 11, I think is close to as good as we're going to see, um, you know, going yeah. into the season. So what, what happens? To, I mean, with, even with the likes of... Emma Smith, bro, Tommy Asa, Tierney, how do they get back in? I mean, there's a chance that Tierney could come back in, move into the midfield role, and Olex could move into the midfield role because he's got that versatility. Yeah. So yeah. that might answer the question of me saying we needed someone else in midfield. Um, but I still think, I think, I, I want to see, I, I want to find, I've said this to you so many times before in the pods, I want to see ambition from this club. I want to see intent. And I think if we can mm. get even one more, even if we get one more, and, it, and a good signing, not someone we've never heard of or a youngster for the future. I want something that some a player that can come in and do the business right from the off. Pretty much yeah. like Jesus has, has come in and done. And yeah. and I think if we do that, we are showing the rest of the league and all our challenge, all our opponents, that we mean business now. We're we're a team to be feared ourselves. I, as soon as we get that back, where teams are look at their their fixture list and say, "Oh my God, this weekend we got Arsenal," and that puts the fear of dread into them. I need, we need to get back to that stage. I'm not talking about let's go and win everything and nothing less will do. I'm talking about fear, teams fearing us and we pushing every in every single match, we make the opposition work. We might lose a few games, yeah, yeah, but I don't yeah. want to lose with a whimper. And I think to do that, we need the depth, Richard. We do need that depth, especially yeah. now. We're no longer, as you said, we're no longer in three competitions. We're back in Europe, albeit the Europe, Europa League. But we, we need to have that depth. So, no, I think for me, actually two, but I'll I'll take one if that's all we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would like to see at least one more body come in. And, yeah, maybe someone who can fit straight in the team. I mean, Tielemans is still being talked about, isn't he, yeah. as a potential sign-in? And that would be a good move as things stand at the moment. Um, but I guess, um, you know, the next kind of thing really I wanted to look at was obviously the pre-season games because pretty much gone as well better than we could have maybe hoped for really with the, with the wins that we've had the goals that we've scored the performances that as you said neil there you know the, the pace that we're playing at which is something that we haven't done under our tech really consistently no. enough previously it's been too slow and we've said that plenty of times on the channel haven't we too too slow transitioning the ball too slow making decisions in the final third and that seems to have changed in pre-season mm. almost you know jesus has come in and suddenly bang it's all falling into place. It seems to have done. It's not just because of that, obviously. I mean, Melvin, what have you made of the pre-season games? Because, I mean, we've won, I mean, apart from the sort of second team, youth team friendly against Brentford, 
we've won all the other games pretty convincingly most of them and we've looked a very good side actually haven't we we have looked a very good team yeah i mean it's a bit of a, a catch-22 isn't it the quicker you you remove the ball the better you get the better you get you've got more confidence you've got to move the ball quicker and that's what it is we've seen it yeah. so many times before when we're playing a team and we've got no confidence so what do we do to the right back to the center half back to the right back to the left back you know slow yeah. slow yeah. quick slow and i think with this team which might be quite exciting is that when we play inferior teams and i will say that because there are inferior teams they were quite happy to defend against us and go on the break mm. because they knew we had nothing to give them we were just kicking it around the halfway line and crossing it we've got so much movement up front now they cannot defend they cannot um chance to defend on the six yard box like they could against us a year or two ago because it's easy to defend against us if you're just putting crosses in you know six foot eight center rafts especially with the two fours we had which was no movement in the box waiting for the ball to come to them now we've got so much movement from so many different angles yeah they can't afford to do it and so that'd be that's another string to our bow and also they can't really to a certain degree can't afford to attack us too much now because if they do break and it breaks down, they will be struggling with the pace we've got and the speed mm. that we attack with. So it, it's a very big word in life. And if we can keep this on up, I mean, it'll just be so exciting. Before the game, I said to, I said to my son, Craig, I went, you know what? This is the most excited I've been for a game for years. There's something about it. There's a feel about it, you know? And within mm. 20 minutes, we realised why. It was, it was really, really fantastic. A joy to watch, and the, the Chelsea game as well. I stayed up later, watch that. And that again, I'm watching it. It's like I know that Chelsea are in disarray, don't get me wrong, they're in disarray, but they're still good mm. players. And no player, even if in a friendly, when you've played, you, you play score matches, but then you play on a, a friendly. There's no such thing as a friendly in football, in my opinion. You're against mm. someone, you want to win. And those players couldn't be with us, the football we're playing. And I noticed something. I saw Andrew on Saturday. I said this was before the game. But we didn't see it too much against the deal because it didn't have to happen. But I've noticed, especially against Chelsea, what we were doing, we were doing niggly fouls in their half to break them down Chelsea before they got going. We never do that. We do fouls at the, the, at the edge of our box, give away dangerous free kicks and also get booked. When you do fouls at the other end, you've got far less chance of getting booked because the referee doesn't think you're cheating and we got a little bit more i think we've got a bit more clever with that now and that that added to our game will definitely improve us as well yeah no no i 100 agree with you and I, I mean I, i've been um pleasantly surprised by what i've seen in free i didn't stay up and watch the games live in america you know at two o'clock in the morning I, I've, I've seen them back obviously replays of them since um and i've actually been pleasantly surprised by the 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 speed that we are passing the ball now forward getting it forward a lot quicker and and as you said the movement as well has been um refreshing to see i mean i'm i maybe not quite as um as enthusiastic as neil about saying it's the best football since the invincible team i mean you know it's been good i'm not going to say it's not been good but let's just reel ourselves back in just a slightly i right. want to believe richard you know that no no i mean i'm i'm i hope you're right i mean it has been good to watch and that's the main one of my biggest problems in the last couple of years has been the football in general hasn't been enjoyable to watch because it's been slow it's been sideways it's been backwards we haven't had any 
real threat going forward. We don't get in behind defences enough. And the one thing about the pre-season games is it's been enjoyable to watch. And for me, that's that's like 75, 80% of what it's about. You know, obviously you want to win games, you want to win trophies and you want to be successful. That's great. But that's the icing on the cake. Actually enjoying watching the team play is so much, is so important. And that's the one thing that I feel has been taken away in the last couple of years because it hasn't been enjoyable. Well, I haven't enjoyed it. Other people may well have enjoyed it. I haven't particularly enjoyed, enjoyed the last couple of seasons in the style that we've been playing. But this season, in, well, the pre-season so far, I've, that's changed for me. I've enjoyed watching the game. We, we look exciting. We look an exciting team. You know, and whether we win stuff or we don't win things, ultimately, if I've enjoyed the, watching us play, I'll be reasonably happy and I'm not going to have too many complaints if I'm tightly honest. Um, I mean, Neil, what have you made of the pre-season overall? Because the results have been amazing, really, and the football's been pretty good. But do we need to bear in <coughs> mind, you know, we don't know where we have been in, in terms of the other teams in terms of preparation. Have we been slightly ahead of all the other teams, which is why we've looked a lot quicker, a lot better than them? Um, or is it just simply because um, we, we've just become a better team for various different reasons, as we've said, maybe with, with playing a slightly different style, new signings come in. I mean, do you think that we should take too much from the pre-season into the season or do we maybe want to just wait until Friday and see what happens on Friday first? But I mean, you must be excited because I am excited about watching us play now. No, no, totally. Look, firstly, just just so that I can calm my own self down, you can never get too carried away with friendlies. No, I I, I take that on board. I'm not naive. You know, I've I've been watching Arsenal for what almost fifty years now that I can remember. You can never take yeah. you can never take friendlies as that's the gospel. That is the benchmark of how we're going to play for the rest of the season. You just you just don't know. But the difference between this year's or this summer's friendlies to the ones I've seen in years past is there is just something different about the whole team it's not just it's not just a few players that we've mentioned it's it's just everyone and i don't know what's happened it could be just the injection of those one or two players that come in um and have changed the whole dynamic of everything it could have been richard and melvin that could have been those are the two areas where we just were missing so badly mm. so everything else wasn't quite yeah. working you know when you, a machine a well-oiled machine can only be as good as some as, as some of its parts and maybe yeah. those two or three components were missing so it could be that now it's all come together maybe this was Arteta's plan right from the off but he just didn't have the players in place that he needed and now he's got all of that on his chessboard now we can you know we can really you know make strides and I, I still preparation and stuff. I can't. You know, there's not, none of none of us can really answer that. We might be better prepared. We might be worse prepared. We don't know. But at the end of the day, we can only play what's in front of us. And all, all, all mm. I've seen is the results of how we play against the teams that have been put put in, put in front of us. I mean, Sevilla. If you take Sevilla, did they not have one of the best defenses in the last twelve months or something? I mean, ridiculous. And then mm. we've actually destroyed it in one game, literally. In twenty um, minutes. So yeah, exactly. So you know. Um, that's got to that's got to count for something, no matter what. And Melvin's right. There, for me, there's no such thing as a friendly in any sport or any competitive thing that you engage in. And if I was to play a game, have a game of cards now with you two, I'd want to win. You know, it's it's as simple as that. You, you you know, you go, you have you have you have an opponent in front of you, and you just want to do better. Even if it's a friendly match, you still want to do the best that you can. So, I I, I you can in that respect can say that okay, well, this could be the sign of things to come for us. But again, let's not get, get too carried away. And, you know, it's even even a player like Saliba, who's, who I think is a monster, he's come in, he's literally been absolutely world-class. Um, for him to come in and give that partnership to um, uh, Gabriel at the back, 
I think is going to be massive. It really is going to be significant. So even him slotting in, mm. it's an infectious thing. I've always said about this, use the word infectious. You see these two powerhouses all forming a good relationship at the back. That's the foundation for the whole of the park. If you know that you're solid at the back, it can let, allow the more adventurous and creative players to do what they need to do rather than worry about defending, which then it yeah. all obviously is a, the byproduct of that is helping the, the up front, the front line do what they need to do. And I just think that's it just flows. And I think, you know, I, I, I just think that, it, that all the pieces are now in, in the right place. And I think it's going to be it's going to be hard to it's, we're going to be a hard team to contend with. I think we will see pretty much the same thing again going into Friday. I hope so anyway. I mean, Crystal Palace are no mugs. You saw what they, they're like against us. Their ground is very oppressive. They're going to want to repeat what they did last season. And, and to be fair, they, they were brilliant. They, I can't take it away from them. I, I'm a football fan as well. And they, they're, they're, their fans were brilliant. The noise in the stadium was brilliant. And their players performed aptly. But I think now we're a different, different kettle of fish. And I think we might surprise Vieira. And, you know, if, if this is it, then if this was Arteta's vision, all the critics, everything aimed against him, and if this actually pans out to be the way we start playing, and this is the beginning of how things, you know, we, we're starting this as we mean to go on, and this is going to be the sign of our identity now, Richard, we've got to give uh, Arteta some kudos for, for it. So that's how I see it. No, no, 100%. I mean, I, I can only go off what I've seen. And, and in the last two years, I've not enjoyed watching Arsenal play, and we haven't particularly been successful either. Um, but yeah, the, the signs are good. I mean, what actually, on the, the game on Saturday reminded me, I don't know whether you guys remember, back in uh, the summer of 1997, we played a pre-season friendly away at Norwich. Just before the season started, we beat them 6-2. And we had, it, we just bought over Mars, we just bought Petit, and they came in the team. And I think Ian Wright's got a hat-trick. And we were brilliant that day. We actually ripped Norris to pieces. And I came away from that game thinking, this could be a really good season. And we know what happened at the end of that season. We won the double. I'm not saying we're going to win the double this season. No. But no, we're going to win the quad instead. <laughs> I've got a similar kind of vibe. Watching the game against Sevilla as I did to that Norwich game. Yeah. As though, you know, you can see big improve. I could see big improvements from that Norwich game from what we've been doing the season before. We hadn't been bad the season before. But you could see how much better we were going to be. And that's obviously what happened. And I'm hoping that we're going to get a, a similar result in terms of we, we, we will see all the improvements this season. Whether it's going to be enough for us to, to win, we don't know because we've been quite a long way off, haven't we? Um, a lot of ground to make up. But ultimately, I'm quite excited about that, seeing how this might pan out now. And I haven't felt this way for the last few summers, definitely, because it's been a little bit, um, you know, not very exciting to watch. And we've got a few comments coming. James, um, he says, evening, Rich Melvin and AirPod Neilbert. <laughs> um, David's in the chat as well. He says, uh, Richard, thanks for the show, guys. No, thanks for you for, for watching. Um, I say, uh, Changel says there, shouldn't it be preview? Well, no, you see, because we're, re we're reviewing pre-season. We're reviewing the transfer window, aren't we? And we're going to be previewing the game as well. But, you know, it's a bit of both, isn't it? So I suppose it's, you know, it is what it is. You'll see as the season goes on, it's going to be more looking back on what's just gone on as opposed to anything else. Um, Terry as well. How are you doing, Terry? He says, good evening, Richard. Magic Melvin and Neil. How are you doing, Terry? Again, I know you was in earlier on our earlier show. Um, our Changel says again, no depth up front or in midfield. And the goalkeeper situation worries me. Um, but the first part of the season is only three months long. Well, it's true, it is only three months long because there's a break for the World Cup. Um, yes, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the goalkeeper situation in terms of I feel as though we had a better backup goalkeeper than we've got now, so we've weakened that area slightly, but 
hopefully we won't need to worry too much about that because he won't play too much other than Europa League. Uh, Terry says, my, my big worry, has Arteta learned anything um, as in-game and player management, especially when we go behind? Well, we won't, we won't know that until we see it in action, will we? We can't really judge that at the moment. We're hoping and praying that he has learned from previous mistakes that he's made in in-game management and player management. But, you know, I know you can't, you're can't. you not going to learn anything in pre-season on that kind of things until the season starts and things are going against us. How do we react? Then we'll know. And hopefully we'll see improvements. Um, Artemis says, I haven't enjoyed watching us play for the last 15 years. No, I wouldn't say 15 years. I mean, bits and pieces of it have been better. But the last few years in particular, I haven't, I haven't particularly enjoyed. But that's in the past. And... It's a new season. It's a fresh start. And I want to try and go into the season um, without being dragged down by what's happened previously in the last few years, which I haven't enjoyed at all. And I don't want to I don't want to go into another season or go through another season feeling like that, to be honest, because I want to be excited again about watching Arsenal. And I want to get that back. And hopefully the signs so far are good. Yes, they are. Um, now, there's been another big change in pre-season. Well, not a big change, but there has been a change in pre-season in terms of the fact that uh, Mikel Arteta has named his permanent captain for going forward. Um, not really a big surprise. Martin Erdegaard is, of course, as you know. Now, he did captain the side towards the end of last season. Anyway, we kind of expected it. What are our feelings about that? And Melvin, um, how do you feel about Erdegaard being made permanent captain? He's a very young player still, of course. He's a very good player, but he's still young, isn't he? Do you think that's the right choice or would you have maybe looked elsewhere? Probably the right price. I'm not over the moon about it, really. I mean, the only, the only drawback, I'm sorry to be a drawback on a night like tonight, is a terrific player, but there is a big but. I believe he sometimes goes missing. When things aren't going well, yeah, yeah, he does, and that's the man. I mean, I think he gives a hundred percent. He's on the ball. He moves the ball quickly. I mean, he's one of the reasons that we are being successful. Let's face it. It just worries me, as I say. Certain games last season, I'm sitting there thinking, "Where are you, mate?" When he wasn't captain, before he was captain, where are you? You can get us out yeah. of this. He got out of it against West Ham a couple of years ago, and he's mm. not done it since. I'm not blaming him because we've got in this situation. I'm just thinking players like him who are very highly rated in a very, very important position should be looking to put something more on the table, get us out of that. No, listen, I think he's got the right attitude and obviously I'll tend to see how he is among the other players. We can't knock that. And it's not as if we had a definite captain there, but at least we've got a captain now. At least we know, you know, before the last few years, who's the captain? It all depends who picks up the armband first, doesn't it, really? Now, at least now we know we've got a captain. You know, let's move forward with that. Um, so, yeah, is captain good? It's another constant. I love constants. In certain situations, we're going with it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The fact that there wasn't an awful lot of other candidates, let's be honest. It wasn't like we were overrun with natural leaders in the team. Xhaka, probably the most natural one, but he's already said he didn't want to do it anyway and I don't think that would have been a popular choice. And the good thing about Martin Odegaard for me is it looks like a long-term choice because it look, you know he's a young player. It looks like he's going to be with the club for quite a while and it's like a, yeah, he could be captain for six, seven years, couldn't he? Which is what we haven't had. We seem to have changed captains quite regularly because... The wrong players maybe have been picked in the first place, perhaps. That's probably why that you know we, we've had a lot of issues with our captain. And hopefully, I'd not necessarily feel he's, he doesn't strike me as being the, the sort of leader that I would imagine we, we should have. But ultimately, I can see the benefits to it. I say long-term kind of side of it. 
he's going to play every week. He doesn't get injured too often, really, does he? He hardly gets injured at all, which is another bonus. And I think he leads by example on the pitch by the way that he plays and stuff like that. But I agree with Melvin. He does. He, he doesn't seem like the sort of player that when things are going badly, he's going to rally the troops. You know, uh, in in Tony Adams kind of style. Not that we we get another Tony Adams type captain, but he's not. It doesn't look as though he's going to do that if things are going bad. And sometimes you need your captain to do that, don't you? It's going to be other players are maybe going to have to step in and take that role, which really the captain should be doing. Not that Aubameyang did it before, uh, or even previous captains as well. So it's not like we've had that and now we're not having it. Uh, I mean, Neil, what do you make? What, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Neil, what, what do you make of the choice of captain? Are you happy with that? Or would you have... Is there anybody else that you maybe would have preferred at this, at this moment in time? <laughs> I went, I went through a cycle of who I wanted. So first it was Tierney, and then obviously he's like getting injured all the time. I thought, right, he's, he's not going to do it. I kind of had thoughts with um, Gabriel at the back, but then obviously there is a language barrier, but I'm sure that's improving. It's got to be improving by now. Um, yeah. And then when Ramsdale came, I thought, oh my God, he's brilliant. He's perfect choice. And I'm not a fan of goalkeepers and captains, but I thought the way he is and the kind of character is he might actually do it, might work. I've always liked someone at the back uh, because they can see the whole pitch. They can, they're yeah. looking up front. I've, yeah. I've never been a fan of strikers as captains. Even when Henri was a captain, I was a bit, I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the best fan of it, to be fair. I've always preferred like where Vieira was sitting or Adams. I mean, I mean, they're, for me, they're the most two significant captains of recent times, if you like. Um, I know we've had some good ones before that in the past, cool. but you know, of recent times, they're the two standout and look at their positions, centre back and, you know, central defensive midfielder position. So, you know, it's like, that's where I prefer it. But with Odegaard, um, I hear you, Melvin. I completely agree. I, I was saying the same thing that it seems in the bigger games, he seems to go missing. But I think the difference is this time, I think he's got the calibre of players around him. Um, the ones we've mentioned already at the start of this podcast or earlier in the podcast, where that might not now necessarily be the case, because I think He's the kind of player that would, you know, will revel playing with someone like Jesus who moves around everywhere. And, you know, bambles as defenders. They don't know where he's coming, whether they're coming or going. Um, and I think that might help him in the sense of him not being so, I don't know, quiet in those kind of games where we might be struggling. Mm. Um, so that might be a mitigating fact, which is, again, time will tell. We don't know. We don't know. You, you know, you got you no. actually made a valid point or something in the chat made a valid point earlier what's what's what we're going to be like if we go down you know if, we, if we're losing a game in the prem how how is how, how are we going to look how is arteta going to set it up what is he going to change the tactics he's going to bring substitutes on and now we've got the rule where we can bring on more subs as well so i don't know whether that's mm. going to work in our favor or not but um i think odegaard is, is it's made now the decision's made we've got to go with it and mm. i think he's not the most vocal people i'm like you rich i love tony adam style i i i for me He's one of my most favourite players ever for the club. Yeah. And I yeah. love that. I just love, I prefer a captain to be like a sergeant major. I like to shout down the players and get them up and get them G'd up. And especially if something's going wrong, someone to turn to other than the man manager who's actually not on the pitch. So mm. I prefer that. However, Odegaard, the only thing that I can see going for him is that he will lead by example. He will lead by the way he plays his football on the pitch. Yeah, and he's yeah, kind he, of like... I'm oh, sorry, you spoke about Henri when he was captain. When Henri played for us, we didn't need a captain. That's true. We had 11 <laughs> captains anyway. Yeah, that's very true. 
Yeah, we did. We did. We had 11 oh, captains God. in that team, didn't we? But, but no, I mean, uh, with Martin Odegaard, he kind of is he's the epitome, isn't he, of how Arteta wants to play football anyway. So he maybe is the perfect choice in that sense. And yes, he's not a vocal captain and that could become an issue. I'm not really sure if it will or not. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Archangel says, I would have preferred Gabriel. Yeah, again, a defender, a good choice for me. Uh, we all know Xhaka is a captain anyway. He seems to be the captain of the team. That's true. But he doesn't want that job, does he? Um, and yeah, maybe it's, maybe the captain is not as important as we're maybe making it out to be. But, you know, it's a talking point because it's a new confirmed captain, new permanent captain of the club, which we haven't had since Aubameyang. Um, kind of lost his place in the team before Christmas. So it's been a long time. We haven't really had a proper captain. So um, it's good that we've got one. Uh, would he be my first choice? Probably not. But he's, he's a choice. He's going to be a long-term choice by the look of it. And let's support him as captain. And I'm sure he will be, he'll do a good job. And maybe he'll grow into the role uh, as he progresses as well. Maybe we'll see when things are going wrong. Let's see how he how he adapts that on the pitch as well, you know, along, along with the other players. Because, I mean, I think that's really, really important that we do. Um so we have got, of course, um, Friday. It's Monday now. We're actually playing on Friday. Can you believe that? We are playing our first game in the Premier League on Friday. It just doesn't seem possible, does it? Where, where's the summer gone? I know we've been watching the Euros and enjoying all that kind of stuff as well, but it seems to be here already. We've got a game. It is a game, as Neil mentioned a bit earlier, that we had a big problem with last season, didn't we? That was the game where maybe our chances at the top four started to fall away, didn't they? That 3-0 defeat at Sellers Park. Patrick Vieira had a great first season as manager of Crystal Palace, didn't he? He did a great job there. And it's going to be a big test um, for us. We know that. We can't certainly... We haven't beaten Crystal Palace, have we? Um, I think once in the last seven or eight meetings or something like that. We've got a really wow. poor record against them in recent years. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, it's not the ideal first picture. Again, they stuck us on the Friday night because they want to laugh at us in front of the don't they? Losing the first game like last season. But... Um, I'm not thinking that's necessarily going to be the case. I mean, uh, Melvin, looking ahead to the game on Friday, what are you anticipating? First of all, in terms of the, the, the team lineup, first of all, I mean, similar to what we've been playing in pre-season, you would imagine, or maybe one or two changes. Um, and what are you expecting from the game? Because I've not really seen too much of Crystal Palace. I don't really even know if they who they've bought significantly. They've bought a couple of players, but they haven't really improved their team that you think significantly, have they? I don't think. Number one, what the team? I think it'd be very similar. Obviously, it could be the same eleven starting the, the start of yeah. the games. Chelsea and Liverpool uh, the other day. The only thing with Palace, I don't know the ball, although, but they're not going to have that midfielder who plays now for Chelsea. Conor Gallagher, yeah, Conor Gallagher, good yeah. yeah, very good player. He's the engine. He was the engine there. All right, that's what. But I doesn't say I don't know the ball, and I think we've got to. Get in our mind now, forget about them. I know we should worry about the offer, of course, we should show respect. But if we can play to our strengths, we should be okay. There's a big if you know what it's like first game of the season, you get stupid results. Perhaps the stupid result is us winning, I don't know, but you do get silly results at the beginning of the season. I mean, watch the Brentford, Brentford game, no, not Brentford, Brentford game last year with Gerard, and we were just like, oh no, it was. We were sinking in our seats. It was, oh, dear me. Dear. We're watching it. I was abroad with Jerome, who's he lives abroad. We're sitting next to him, and his mother in law came in. And, she said, and we're meeting him and watching it on the, on the screen. And she goes to us, Why aren't you happy? And I didn't, none of, neither of us replied. She went, well, Why aren't you happy then? And my wife went, No, no, they're all right. They're all right. <laughs> I mean, it was just, don't, don't, I didn't want to make conversation, you know? I was so low. I was like, Oh, First game of the season, 
Not only yeah. are you getting beat by a team that was in a low division to you, they were outplaying us, they were bullying us. We were allowing it to happen. That was mm. that was the big deal. So I, I really hope that we, we step up, we win the battles, and then we beat them with football. Hopefully that'll happen. But as I say, you won't know until the first 10 minutes of the game. After the first 10 minutes, we'll have a good idea where we're going. So it's going to be good. But before the game kicks off, I'm going to be quite nervous. I'm not a nervous guy, really, but I'm going to be quite nervous because I my expectations have gone up so much now that yeah. it's a lot to lose now. No, no, I mean, that's a good point, actually, about Conor Gallagher. He, he was fantastic for Crystal Palace last season, and he was brilliant in that game against us, wasn't he? He absolutely ran that game, and he's gone back to Chelsea. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure who Crystal Palace have bought, actually. I don't. I, nothing springs to my mind that they've bought good players here, there, and improved their team significantly that I know of. Um, and they are going to be, obviously, short of, of, uh, of Gallagher as well, but... Um, it, it's always a tricky game at Crystal Palace anyway. Always, it was before Patrick Vieira turned up. It's going to be, a, I'm sure it's going to be another tricky game, especially, as we say, the Friday night. The crowd's going to be up for it, the floodlights. It's going to be um, a difficult um, a difficult game for us. I mean, Neil, what are you kind of expecting from from Friday night? Because, I, I mean, Neil, Melbourne made a good point there about expectations. I do feel as though everybody's expectations has probably gone up now compared to what it was four or five weeks ago. At the end of last season, after we we blew the top four and all that kind of stuff, everyone was down in the dumps, and suddenly yeah. the expectations gone through the roof almost because of a great preseason. And mm. um, I don't want to. Uh, I've tried not to get too carried away with what I've been seeing because nothing matters until Friday. That's when it matters. If we if we play terribly badly on Friday, lose, then all what happened in preseason is not going to matter at all. Doesn't is matter. It? Yeah. So it's really important Friday for me because this is. An opportunity for us to put a marker down first game of the Premier League season where Sky are expecting us to get rolled over again to turn up there put in a performance and say right actually this Arsenal team maybe made a different stuff this season and maybe we can be a little bit more optimistic about where the season might be heading I mean what, what are you what are you kind of um, expecting on Friday because it's difficult to know at the moment because um, things have gone well up till now in pre-season but Friday's the big one isn't it they're all valid points, Richard, you know, as, as positive as I am. They're all valid points you, you, you made. They're absolutely right. I mean, end of the day, we don't know. We don't know until it starts for proper real. Um, mm. My expectation is, uh, in terms of uh, our starting lineup, I, I, I'll be shocked if he changes it from the last two games because it's it'd been a winning formula. We scored 10 goals, you know, mm. against Chelsea and Sevilla. There are no mugs at football, are they? So. We scored. We've scored ten goals. Um, I'll be shocked if he changes it. He probably wants to start again with the same, same starting lineup. Um, with Palace, you're, you're going to expect a fight. It's, it's Vieira, for goodness' sake. He's not going to. He want to get another one over Arsenal. As much as he mm-hmm. loves Arsenal, he'll still want to get one over. And you know, we maybe him and no, he's got one, no. one point against him last season, so we haven't beaten him yet. So that's no, exactly. So he'll want to maintain that record. Hmm. Um, maybe, maybe Arteta that might fuel Arteta. Hopefully, thinking well, I've got to get some some payback now. It's time for for me to show what I'm made of. So that might work in our favour. I mean, I, again, I don't really look at other teams too much. So I don't know what the ins and outs are with Palace. You've mentioned one key player which they're missing, which could be significant. For me, we've got to keep Zaha quiet because he because of what happened with him. Because we know, I think we all know, it's no secret he wanted to come up to us so badly. And we snubbed him for Pepe, and I think that has really hurt him ever since. And he always worse. seems to. Huh? Sorry. It hurts us worse. Yeah. Yeah, so, it does, so, yeah. It has done. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. So he, he always steps up. He always wants to prove a point. I think if we can keep him quiet or relatively quiet, and then we just play the way we have in the last couple of games, hopefully, fingers crossed, I, actually, I can see a win. I can actually see us doing it. But it all it, it's a massive question mark. We just don't know. You see, if we were doing this podcast five games into the season proper, Richard, we would have a better idea of oh, what, cool. what we're all about. Yeah, we, yeah, at cool. the moment... At the moment, all we do have to go on, and it's completely human nature to feel lifted after what we've seen. I think the only difference, again, what I'm saying is I have not seen a pre-season like it for, well, I can't even remember when. You know, we, we completely dominated the pre-season, but not just dominated it. We played good football as well. And a I night, do, and a type I do of remember now. We have I not do, seen. I do remember an Emirates Cup where Yaya Sanogo scored four goals in a game, actually. <laughs> That's true. And that didn't, that didn't lead too much. No, too that didn't well, go did too well in the end. That didn't go too well, did it? So let, let's no, no, just, no, you won't. Look, 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 look. I'm not trying to put a down on everything because I've been enjoying pre-season, but he did get four goals in one Emirates Cup. <laughs> he game. did. Yeah, he did. No, no, we can't forget that. You know, uh, goal they used to call him, wouldn't it? Snowgoal. You got a few that day, I remember. That was, that was quite good. <laughs> <He cool. did. laughs> so, look, listen... I, I'm, I'm, I think I think we'll be okay. It just depends on. It, my only my only worry is, again, if we if we take if we take a hit, you know, quite early and we go down, I just want to see how we react. That would be really interesting. Yeah, exactly. That would yeah. be really. But we're definitely going to have the crowd against us, and we and I can feel it's going to be the way the weather's been recently. I know this has nothing to do with it, but it's going to be one of those muggy, sticky nights. Crowd are going to be well up for it. They would have probably been in the pub a few hours before. Yeah, it's yeah. a later kickoff. Friday it is night. going to be electric. The atmosphere is going to be electric. So we have got, we've got to be mentally strong. Not just the way we play football. We've got to be mentally strong and forget about what happened last season. This is a new season now. Yes, no, it, it is a new. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we we need to put that disappointment at the end of last season behind us. We seem to have done so far. But as as uh, Terry um, in the chat there, put a good point. He says, "Hi guys, um, forget pre-season." The Premier League is a cruel and unforgiving mistress. Um, Pissler off Vieira will be visiting the wife and calling HMRC. Let's stay calm and hide the cash under the floorboards. Indeed, that's what we need to do. Um, Terry says there, Saha is a right diving. Well, he, he he does go down quite easily. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, he looks he looks for bodily contact more than uh, a bloke wearing a leather cap in a gay bar. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure that's, that's just speculation, Terry. I'm sure. Um, but, um, but no, I mean he, he does he does go down very easily, doesn't he? Let's be honest. Sorry, he's won a few penalties against us, hasn't he, in the past, Zaha, for that very that very reason. So yeah, we we do need to we do need to watch watch for that, of course. I mean, yeah, it is going to be a difficult game, um, as we expect it's always going to be at Crystal Palace. But um, at least we can go into it with a little bit of confidence, you know, with the. Form that we're showing. I'm not expecting too many changes. I, I don't know on the fitness of of Emil Smith Rowe or Tierney. I don't think they're going to be available, are they, at this point at the moment? Um, so they're probably not going to be in in the running um, to start the game. So it's probably going to be. Uh, I don't think uh, Fabio Vieira's fit either. It'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? If Vieira was playing against Vieira. That would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, we'd be singing Vieira, and you wouldn't know. Who yeah. We were we were talking about, but anyway, he won't, he won't be playing over the ball. Um, right, okay. I mean, what I want to do is I, I do want to sort of just um, go into maybe the season as a whole, what what our expectations are, and see how much they've changed from a year ago when we did a similar thing. But we do need to get a score prediction first for Friday, Melvin. What are you predicting? At uh, the first Come game, of the prediction it because you don't really know where you are particularly in relation to being competitive, where the other team that you're playing are, and all that kind of stuff. But we'll just go for a score prediction anyway, just for a laugh. 
given it a lot of thought. In fact, it's about six weeks, I think, given it a lot of thought. Wow. And uh, two nil to the Arsenal. I've worked all out, all combinations. Two nil, we're going to win. Is that what came out of the computer? Did it? Yeah, it's what all, the, all these different scenarios in, and that's what came out. Well, I mean, a 2 0 win to start the season would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, when you look at, I'm not taking anybody for granted, but when you look at the, the runner games we've got after Crystal Palace, um, they certainly look a lot better for us, don't they? A lot of those fixtures after. So if we can get a win against Crystal Palace, that's going to really set us up well, isn't it? For uh, hopefully a decent start. I mean, Neil, what will be your prediction for, uh, for Friday, then, first of all? I have faith in our defence. So I think we're going to have a clean sheet, and I don't think it's going to be a low scoring affair. I, I, as much as I, I'm dreading it for the reasons we've mentioned, I'm going to go for a 3 0 win. Well, wow, 3 0 to get total revenge for last season's. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just reverse it. Just reverse it. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I say my slight concern is the fact that we don't have a great record against Crystal Palace in recent years. No. Um, that's a worry. And obviously, last season's performance at Crystal Palace was a worry. Another night game that was as well with a big crowd and all that kind of stuff. But it's a different Arsenal this season. We've said that, you know, last season's gone. This is a new season. We've got a few new players. We've got a new, maybe, outlook on it all. So, I'm going to predict a win. But I think it's going to be... I'm not predicting it to be quite as comfortable as Neil says. I think maybe 2-1. I think we will win. I think Crystal Palace may well score. But I think we will win 2-1. Um, and get Get off, yeah, get off to a good start, and then who knows with the games we've got after that, we could be top of the league by uh, by the end of August. Who knows? By the end, we of could be. I mean, we that's I think that's how important Palace is because it's a yeah. it's a tricky first game. If we can actually win that game, that the following fixtures on paper, you look at them and you think, well, actually, Favourable. they're doable. You see, last season, yeah. Brent, Brent, that Brentford was worse because then we had blooming City and Chelsea straight after, didn't we? Yeah, and they're like, exactly. oh my god, so. That's how significant that game was. And we, we really expected to win that. And then at least even if we, we did do so well in those teams, at least we were already off to a start. But yeah, this yeah. season, you know, if we can get off to a win, then you look at the next four or five fixtures, you're thinking we could even actually get maximum points in the next three or four games. And we'd be on top of the table, possibly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows? I mean, does anyone remember the last time we were top of the league? Is it 2016, that season when Leicester won the league and we were top for a while? Is that the last time we've been top of the league? Because it, it seems like a long, long time ago. Probably. I can't remember being top of the league. <laughs> it's, it's a long I ago. I bet it might have been at the start of the season, Rich. Well, yeah, before it starts. That was before Bournemouth were in the league, but they're yeah. in the league this year, aren't they? So they're, they're <laughs> all us, but it's been a long time anyway. So it would be nice if we get a good start and maybe we are top of the league at the end of August. That would be really nice, even, uh-huh. even though it may not last. I think on that basis, what you said, Neil, I've heard rumours that Tottenham are going to change their name to Aardvark, so they will be top of the league. <laughs> yeah, that has been a long time since that. Mind you, wasn't they top of the league after three games last year? They'd already won yeah, the Sorry, yeah, nine points. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were flying, weren't they? They'd already won it at that point, so, you know. Of course, um, they've got the DVD as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Talk, talking about DVD, actually, there's, there's, a, there's a little TV show starting this week, isn't there? Um, which yeah. could be quite fun, oh. actually. On is it Thursday? I think it starts, doesn't it? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Um, so, we, so not only do we have to watch Thursday night, we have to watch the horrors of last season back again, <laughs> and we get Friday night to start the horrors of this season as well. So no, we'll stop it, Rich. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be but fine. Um, I'm sure. I mean, I didn't like the idea of us doing that documentary. I'll be honest, but having seen some clips of it, I think it is going to be. Um, it is going to be quite fascinating viewing and it might not always be what we want to see. We might not always be happy with it, but it's going to certainly be very, very entertaining 
TV, and I'm sure it's going to get a lot of a lot of views. Um, but we'll see. What, obviously, we can talk about that maybe next week when we've seen the first episode and, and go from there with it, really. But, yeah, that's just a, a little extra thing that's coming up this week as well, of course, on Thursday on Amazon Prime. If you've got Amazon Prime, maybe you might want to watch All or Nothing Arsenal and see how brilliantly last season went again. We can relive it all again, all, all the fun and games that we had. Um, but, obviously, a year ago, we sat here and we made some predictions for the season ahead. And I think we all kind of said possibly top six um, was what we kind of expected, maybe potentially pushing for top four, which kind of how it went in the end. What are we thinking this year? Are we a little bit more optimistic um, of the season, Melvin? What, at this moment in time, you know, the, the, before the season started, yes, the transfer window is still open and that may change in the next few weeks. But as things are right now, what are your expectations for this season? Bearing in mind, we've got the Europa League, the two domestic cups and the Premier League as well. What, what are you expecting from the season? If we... As long as we haven't very bad, had very bad luck, if we don't finish in the top four, questions have got to be asked. Yeah, I would pretty much agree with you. <laughs> to be honest with you, I would pretty much. What about in terms of Europa League and the domestic cups? What are your kind of hopes for them? I think in the League Cup, uh, Richard, I don't think he's going he's gonna to play a lot of reserves, isn't he? I mean, we can't. He's gonna, I think he knows his, at last, I think he knows his best 11 now. That, that seems to. Quite yeah, difference from last season. He knows his best eleven. And he's got four or five players that I believe I believe I trust to go in there and do a job, as well as the other eleven, the starting eleven. Other than that, he's got another what eight, nine, ten players that not quite good enough, with all due respect. And I think that he'll play them in the uh, sometimes some of them because of their age. To be honest with you. I yeah. think they will play in the League Cup, so I don't think you have to worry about that. Take that out of the equation. Europa League, I think the opening, um, you know, the league, we're going to play teams that are not very good here properly. Mix and match a lot with that, so I've got the first team under that much pressure. If we get, if we suddenly start progressing in the uh, Cup, Europa League, then I think then that might have put, put a bit of pressure on. And that comes down to injuries and uh, how the teams play. So I don't, I'm not that worried about it. I think, really, we'll only got to be put under pressure, I think, injuries apart, if we're successful. So I'm not too worried about having these extra games. Not at all. Because we have got now a basis of 16 very, very, very good players, which we never found out for some time. So mm. uh, I think he will definitely split the, the squad up in the League Cup. FA Cup, who knows? He made a rookie game because it's Southampton and Nottingham Forest beat us. I mean, they were two games. We forget about those games, don't we? Oh, don't. Yeah. They were bad. I don't know why we, 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 I don't know if we took it lightly or what we did, but we, no, no, we can't let that happen again. We've got to take the FA Cup seriously again. Yeah. What would you rather, though, Melvin? Um, or, or not necessarily a choice, necessarily, but would you rather qualify for the Champions League by finishing in the top four or by winning the Europa League? I mean, or both, potentially. But what would you sure, rather, given the choice out of the two? That's a, that's a very good question. I think... No, I think... Oh, bloody hell, Richard. <laughs> I've got multiple choice or not. Multiple choice, but no. Um, it is multiple choice. It's either, yeah, it's either, 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 it's
I think if we win the Europa League, I'm more confident us being in the top four than winning the Europa League. So if we win the Europa League, I think we get top four as well. How about that? It's a big mm. stretch on the squad, though, isn't it? To be it's a stretch on the squad, isn't it? I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I agree with what you said at the beginning that if we don't finish top four, potentially then questions would need seriously. You know, we spent a lot of money again this summer, we spent a lot of money last summer. We need to get something back from that, don't we? And getting what we need to get back from that is Champions League football. Now, um, if we won the Europa League and finished outside the top four, we are in the Champions League, so maybe we could forgive. Because I think you'd have to rest players if the Europa League semi-final, Europa League final coming up, possibly. That's what happened under in Emery season. It maybe happened a little bit when the season we got to the semi-final under our setter. So I think it's a big ask to do both. But ultimately, we've got to have, to me, we've got to have one or the other, 100%. We've got to be in the Champions League next season. Well, the season after this one. I mean, Neil, what's your expectations for the season? Obviously, I know you, you probably think we're going to win the treble. Um, quad, but, the quad, not the treble. Oh, oh, the quad, yeah, sorry, yeah, the quad. Um, but I mean, right, which are in four cups now. No, yeah, that's true, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were going, going to dismiss the league. <laughs> Melbourne dismissed it, so I was oh, dismissing it. No, no, we've got to win What are your realistic expectations for the season? So, yeah, being, being serious. What would you be happy being, with? Yeah, being serious, for me, Top four is non-negotiable now. The way he—I mean, he's his Arteta's own words. We have to finish top four. We, you know, I mean, it's this is this is this is why I was so upset with the end of last season. We had a great opportunity twice or three times to secure that spot, and we knew all knew that this season is going to be harder because we're not going to have the extra competition. We're going to have, you know, there's going to be harder challenges around us. You know, there's there's, there's about what six, seven teams now fighting for that top four, maybe even eight, possibly. Mm. Um, and it's just made it that much harder. But still, having said that, if we if we if we're a team in progression, if we're a team looking to aspire and and get up, climb up that ladder, you know, this is Artis' what third season now. I don't know, Karina, how long's he been now? Third he's season, fourth season. Yeah, he's had two full yeah. seasons, half a season. Yeah. Well, you know, he re we really should now be starting to make strides into that hitting that top four bracket. Um, for me, I I. I think we owe the Europa Cup one as well. I mean, we haven't, you know, we need to win Europe. We just need it. We haven't, we haven't succeeded in Europe since all those years ago under George Graham. We need to win a, and I'd rather obviously it be the, the Champions League or what you used to call the European Cup in those days. But, you know, I'll take the Europa Cup now. We, we need to have a trophy in Europe for sure. So I would say top four in the Europa Cup as much as I love the FA Cup. I, I adore that cup. And, I'd love to win that for a 15th time and put even more more of a gap between us and Man U for the record number of wins. But I think if I if you gave me a choice, I, I would say top four in Europe Cup. That's what I would say. And I think we're capable because you, you, you're talk, we're talking about the League Cup. I think, um, Melvin, you were saying it earlier. I mean, we could play maybe the younger string. You know, there's some great players there. I want to see Patino. I've said it before. I want to see Patino thrive. I want to see Aziz play more. I want to see players like that. We can probably have a mixture of them and a couple of the seniors playing in the League Cup. Maybe we can play a little bit of a stronger team in Europa because we hopefully will take that a bit more seriously than the League Cup, maybe. And then as it progresses, it we, we see how we get on. But it, it is a wonderful opportunity to really flex the whole squad. And I'd I'd I'd, I'd like to see some other talent come through. If we're not gonna, if we if we've exhausted our finances in actually buying players, we've got to look at our our young our youth team and look at the talent there because there is talent there for sure. And you know, your league cup might be a great opportunity to show off some of the, that talent, hopefully. So that's where I see it. 
No, no, I, I agree. And I think we will see a lot of younger players in the League Cup as we used to when we're in the Champions mm. League because that's how it, how it is. And I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we do that again. I'm not sure if we've got enough strength in depth to win the Europa League or to, to go to the final of the Europa League and finish top four. I think it's going to probably end up being one or the other. And okay. we, we love winning trophies, you know. It's, we're Arsenal, we win trophies. And winning a, a European trophy would be fantastic. We've only won two in our of history. Course. That's nowhere near enough. We, we've got that kind of thing on our back a little bit, you know, mm. failure in Europe is what everybody brings up to Arsenal, don't they? When you talk about Arsenal being a big club, what's it, this, that, and the other, it's always our lack of European success that is always the thing that people throw at us. So we need to put that right. And for me, winning the Europa League this season would be fantastic. Obviously, yeah. if, talking about progress, Neil, and you're right, I, we all want to see the team progress. Obviously, from last season, the only progress we can make is to finish top four because we were fifth with, what, a point or two points, whatever it was, away from mm. top four. That's not non-negotiable, Richard. The only progress in the league is to be top four. I totally agree. And we spent enough money this summer to justify that, that ambition, that we should be able to finish top four. Um, mm. But the Europa League would be so important to win. And the prize is the same. Let's be honest. Finishing top four, yeah. finishing four or winning the Europa League, the prize at the end of it is exactly the same. Only you win the Europa League, you get a trophy as well. A major European trophy. And that's something that we haven't won enough of. So, all right, then, all right, then forget top four, win the Europa League and the FA Cup. How about if, that? Yeah, if I had to choose right now, and as much as I, <laughs> I think we need to finish in the top four just to prove that we can do it again, because it's been such yeah. a long time. Ultimately, if I had to choose one or the other right now, I would go for winning the Europa League because it's a, okay. it's a trophy and it's something that we desperately are desperate to see us win. So, that's what I would choose out of the two. But ultimately, I feel that we have to finish top four in the league because. That's the but Richard, can I throw best. something else at you then? Okay, if you're if you're comfortable with winning the Europa League, where how far down would you want us to? So where would you say we can't finish any lower than this position? So it's no good going winning the Europa. Mm. Well, I suppose it's still a, a trophy and it's still a, a, a pathway to the Champions League. But can you imagine yeah. winning the Europa League and finishing twelfth or thirteenth? I think that wouldn't be good for us. No, no, I, I don't think that would be acceptable, and I don't think that would be the case. I, th I think our squad is is good enough to be. I mean, I don't think we'll finish lower than sixth, even okay. with the, the even with the extra pressure of the Europa League games and all that kind of stuff. I'm not. I, I, if we finish lower than sixth, even if we win the Europa League, serious questions have to be asked about our with the investment that we've had in the last two two years in the squad. I don't think we'll finish lower than sixth. I really don't. I think that. Even if we rest in players for the Europa League games at the end of the season, whatever, I, I, I'd be surprised. I, I would. Well, that shouldn't happen. It can't happen, quite honestly. So I what mean, you're saying is, if we finish, we win the European Europa League and we finish top six, that'll be good. If we don't win any cups, but we finish top four, again, you probably will be happy with that. Yeah, I, I, I would take that because that's the pro to get that. We need to be back in the Champions League next next yeah, exactly. season. This exactly time next do. year, when we sit in here, we need to be looking forward to a Champions League campaign. And whether yeah. that's because we finish in the top four or whether it's because we won the Europa League, either of those two situations is fine, as long as we're not finishing, as you said, in twelve or thirty place in the league. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Um, but yeah, so we need to be in the Champions League next season. Um, and I, I believe that. With the investment that we've had, with the players that we've got now, the, the proof of players that we've got, we should be able to do that. That should be everybody at that club should expect that. And if we're not in the Champions League this time next season, I would expect us to have a different manager, quite honestly. Just one just one thought, though, with everything that went on last year, if we've got to rest players for the um, Europa Cup, you're talking about two games, two or three games at most. If we're not good enough to finish in the top four, and not throw away three games, but by that time of the season, 
be ahead of enough teams to afford to rest a couple of players. It's not good, yeah. Richard. Good enough for me. No, no, no. That's a fair point. Knocking on no, no. third. I don't want to be one point in it, whether we finish fourth or not. That's that's not where I want to be. I want to be yes fourth, stamping fourth. Yeah, but, yeah, but I think... Yeah, but I think what you've got to remember as well is we haven't finished in the top four for what six years, right? A lot of these players in this in this squad have never finished top four with Arsenal, or some of them never finished top four at all, right? And when you get close to it, I, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna have sealed top four with six, seven, eight games to go. I think if we're gonna finish top four, regardless of your opening, even if we're knocked out of the Europa League early on, I I still think that a top four race is gonna go down to very late in the season because everybody's improving. Tottenham have made signings. Man United have got a new manager. They're probably going to improve. Um, and it's going to be, you know, we're not sure what's happening with Chelsea at, the, at this moment in time, perhaps. But I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a tough race for the top four. And mm. with, with that tough race for that, coming into the end of the season, the last 10 Premier League games, with Europa League semi-finals, two legs there, a final, maybe quarter-final, all this kind of stuff, all those extra games midweek as well. We may still be in the FA Cup, we don't know. But it's a lot of games, and a lot of pressure games. And, it's very difficult, even for a squad. Of, I know Liverpool did it well last year. They got through to everything, didn't they? But they've got an exceptional squad of players that's used to being in those positions. You know, I think for, for a squad like ours, with the young squad that we've got, I'm not sure that we would be able to deal with that, playing the same 11 players every week. We'd have to make changes to the team. And I think that's going to affect something, whether it's the Europa League or the, the league game. I, I, I don't I think we're strong enough to do it. I don't think we need to play the same. We can't play the same 11 players every week. I think we've got 16 players to pick from and perhaps one or two surprises coming through this year. So I'm tired of, it's not like last year when we had, we had a squad of 12, if you like. And if well, we, had game, had, we had, we had 11 players last year that we could trust, yeah. No, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm underestimating it just because of what I've seen in recent years. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, I just hope that when it gets to April, that we're in a position that we are in a big, big position to be in the top four. And we're also still in the Europa League looking to try and get there as well. That's what I'm hoping that will, that will be, possibly in the FA Cup as well. Who knows? But I wouldn't want to be in a situation like this year when we're out of everything by February or whatever. No, you know what no, I mean? I'm not a chance of anything. That. I, I didn't all we had left. To me, that would still be a disappointing season, wouldn't it? It would be a disappointing season if, if only the top four was left in, in February, March time. I'll be hoping that we've got at least one of the other cups still to play for as well. Hopefully, the, the yeah. Europa League, because that's the one I really want to win. But I mean, I, I, it's going to be, a, I'm sure it's going to be a better season than last, last season. It has to be, quite honestly. It has to be the, the investment that we've made. Um, and it seems as though, you know, so far, so good in terms of pre season, transfer window, all that kind of stuff is looking positive. And I'm feeling certainly more positive at this point in time than I have been the last two or three summers. I must admit, I'm feeling pretty, pretty, probably since we won the FA Cup in 2020, we was a bit positive going into that season, wasn't we? The way that we won the Cup and all that kind of stuff, we were all hopeful and it kind of didn't go to plan. But generally, I haven't been too confident for a while really in pre-season. So it makes a big change this year to feel the way that we do. Um, Terry says, I wish I had Neil's confidence in Arsenal. Well, you, you can. You can choose to have that confidence. You can, you can choose to believe that we're brilliant it's you know it's, that's your choice isn't it I, I i'm i'm sort of in between i mean ter terry I, I understand how terry feels and i kind of sympathize with that as well well i'm somewhere in the middle i think between neil and terry actually um you know i'm not overly positive generally about yeah, the situation at the moment but i'm not overly negative either i think i'm looking forward to the season actually i must be honest and i think that's well, let's be brutal last season people said we played with a, a false number nine right I reckon we played with a full striker. That was the truth. 
and we've got a striker this season. We have that's got a striker this season. That's that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited that we yeah. might actually start scoring a few more goals and being excited to watch. And Jesus is. Ex- I like watching Jesus play. I think he's a very good footballer. As you mentioned before, Melvin, his work rate is fantastic, and he's scoring goals. I mean, what more? What more could you could you want? You know, at this moment right. in time, let's hope that continues into the season. Um, hopefully, he can score on his proper debut on uh, on on Friday. So he says we need top four and silverware minimum for me. Well, I think we definitely need top four or Europa League. One of those two for definite. Both would be fantastic. Or top four in the FA Cup, as Neil said, would be brilliant as well. Wouldn't, wouldn't say no to that. Definitely not. Um, Luca's in the chat. He's big up. Uh, hope you're well, Luca, as well, mate. Hope, you, yeah, hope you're doing well. Um, looking forward to the season. Terry says, the money Arteta has spent since being here we should be uh, challenging for the Prem. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say that when you look at our, what the gap is between us and Man City and Liverpool. What it, what it was when Arteta came and what it still is. I mean, I wouldn't say we're quite at the point yet where we need to be thinking about challenge. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Imagine if we made a challenge for the title. Wow. I, mean, that, I can't imagine what that's like. It seems such a long time ago since we put in this <laughs> challenge for the title, isn't it? It would be nice. I, I can't personally see it. Um, we've got Del Boy Gunner TV in the chat. Oh, Aiden, they hope you're well, mate. Don't forget to check his channel out as well. He's uh, it's a very good channel, actually. He does some great stuff over there. Um, and uh, Neil's disagreeing with Terry there, indeed. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I want to be optimistic and excited about the season, and I'm 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 trying to be now, and I'm feeling pretty pretty positive. So um, hopefully um, on Friday um, by sort of ten o'clock Friday night, I'll still be feeling pretty positive about the season. We've got off to a good start. Points in the bin already and um, moving onwards and upwards. And then we can enjoy the weekend watching all the other teams start the season, can't we? I remember last year, we lost on a Friday night and I just wasn't interested in the rest of the games that no, week. No, you don't, do you? You just don't want to watch it. At all. Didn't want to watch no. Match of the Day, didn't want to do nothing. As if we won on Friday, I'll be literally looking at all the results coming in and thinking, oh, we've got three points. Who's going to get, who's going to catch us? Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I'm hoping for because it can make it a much better start to the season, won't it? And then we can enjoy the first match of the day, can't we, on Saturday? We can sit back, our feet up, and enjoy watching Tottenham lose, maybe, and, and Liverpool lose. Oh, it was so nice was, watching yeah, them lose. What a way to start the season. But we can still dream at the minute because it hasn't started yet. But let's hope, <laughs> I say Friday, let's hope Friday we'll all be feeling positive. Um, I, I don't think uh, Terry realises yeah, that Google is actually It was pick up, me. Um, actually <laughs> um, Delway says, I'm actually excited about the season. Well, I mean, if, if, if Del's excited for the season, that must be good news then. So we, we should all be excited. If Dell can be excited, we've all got to be excited. Um, but no, I mean, it, I am I am feeling positive and I'm looking forward to Friday. It is going to be great. But in the meantime, of course, what we have got for you, we have got some very exciting new shows starting this week for you. Um, Melbourne, have you got any news yet on your show this week or is it going to be it's next starting, week? I'm starting the Wednesday week. I've got a couple of guests lined up. Hopefully they're up for it. And just to recap what it is, it's going to be called Hybrid Matters. We'll be talking to people that from different years. We'll be talking, starting from the 60, 62 season. We're talking about some memorable games, memories, famous players we played for us around about that time, or things that happened, what things were like on the pitch and off the pitch, politically as well, a little bit. You know, and all things like that to get the feel and let people know, the youngsters, how different it was supporting the Arsenal those years ago, what it was like to go at Highbury. I mean, for a lot of us, the old ones, the old sorts like me, it's very nostalgic. For the youngsters, yeah. it could be a little bit, you know, educational, but we'll see. Everyone should enjoy it. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that because I, I do love a good bit of history, a bit of nostalgia. So that is going to be fantastic. So that'll be what? That'll be the, the 10th of August, won't that? 10th of August, yeah. 10th, yeah. yeah. 8 o'clock. Good luck, Melvin. 
Yeah, Wednesday the 10th of August for that. That is going to be a great show. So please um, put that in your diary now so you don't miss it because that is going to be great. Um, and tomorrow we've got um, we've got Steve's new show. It's going to be called the Arsenal Review Extra Time. He's got um, a couple of guests coming on. I think that is to, you know, he's going to be looking at the latest news from Arsenal in a kind of slightly more um, perhaps fun way you could call it. It's going to be good that is as well. So that's tomorrow at 8 o'clock. So definitely join us for that. And then on Thursday, we have got Adam's new show, The Arsenal Social, which um, he was on the channel the other night explaining it. It's, you know, looking at social, the social media side of things for Arsenal, what's going on on Twitter and, and Facebook. And also um, he will be hopefully getting a Crystal Palace fan on um, to kind of speak about or the social media side of things and also the game as well, all that kind of stuff. So that's on Thursday at eight o'clock as well. So we've got two new shows this week. Melvin's new show next week. I'll be doing a watch along at a Crystal Palace game on Friday, of course, uh, eight o'clock kickoff, is it? So I'll probably go live about quarter to eight with all of that. So there's loads and loads and loads of great stuff on the channel um, coming up now for the new season, actually, all the way through the season. And hopefully there'll be one or two more um, good things coming up as well as we as we go along. But we're going to be doing these new shows, um, say, starting well, starting tonight. This is the first one, essentially. So this, this Arsenal Review show will be on a Monday. Um, it's replacing the Tuesday Clinic. We're going to do it on a Monday this season. So looking back at the game that we've just played, or maybe two games when the Europa League kicks in, and of course, you know, looking at any of the other news that's gone on and obviously looking ahead as well to the next game that's coming up. So that, that'll be every Monday uh, when there's a game on, obviously, and I say all these new shows as well. So loads and loads coming up to be excited about for this season. So please subscribe if you haven't done so already. If you've enjoyed this show tonight, give it a like as well. Thank you very much to all you guys in the chat, uh, Terry and the two Terry's actually Dell's been in. Uh, there was a few people in earlier as well, wasn't there? Archangel was in as well. Um, and David as well. So there's been a few people in tonight. So thank you for all your comments as well, Luca as well. Um, and Terry says, Yeah, I think we played with a false manager. <laughs> well, we'll see how false manager is, won't we? This, this is his season, isn't it? There's no more excuses, is there? Let's be honest. You know, a lot of people have been making excuses for our and some of them valid, some of them maybe not so much. But now this season, there's no excuse, is there? If we fail this season, it's all gonna be it's all gonna fall on him and that with that. So he knows that, everybody knows that. No more excuses. Just get the job done. Get the job done, which is getting in the Champions League. That's the job for the season. The non-negotiables, as Neil said, is getting <laughs> yeah. That's it. So that's what we've got to do. And I'm confident Richard, that we'll do it. sorry, can, can, can I just say something if you're about to wrap up? Yeah, that's of course. Okay. Do you mind if yeah. I do a cheeky plug for Michael's new channel? That's absolutely. Oh, yeah. Michael's what a friend um, of the channel. Yeah, so Michael, as you... Uh, may or may not know him. He's, he's known as Chopper. I, actually, I mean, yeah, all these years I've known him. I don't know his uh, Twitter handle, but Michael, he comes, Michael Harris, who's been on the pod, who came on the last, one yeah, of the last pods right. uh, for the last season, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. created a new channel uh, called Arsenal Above All. Um, it's wow. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Twitter. It, 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 if you look, look it up on Twitter, then you'll be able to find all the, the links to his YouTube channel. But it's Arsenal Above All. Um, and he's done a fantastic intro for it, and um, I think I think it'll be a good one when it starts. I'm not quite sure when he'll be starting it, but hopefully sooner rather than later. So um, I just want to wish him all the very best with that, yeah. and uh, I'm sure yeah. you guys will support him. Yeah, he's a no, lovely, lovely guy, and uh, he deserves yeah, he, he deserves deserves a good start in it. So yeah, good luck to Michael. No, brilliant. Yeah, we will definitely. Um, I'll be checking it out without a shadow of a doubt. I say, everyone watching, please go in and check that out as well. Uh, he is a great guy, a very knowledgeable Arsenal fan as well. I'm sure he'll be on the on this channel as well yeah. throughout the season. I know he's going to be busy on his on his own new channel now, but I'm sure we'll be able to get him on at some stage. And one of the shows that we do, we've got a lot of shows coming up this season. So I'm sure he'll, he'll find time 
to come on again because uh, he, he is a great guy. Great to speak to him as well. So, yeah, please support his channel as well. Um, and that would be really, really good. So, yeah, no problem at all. So, I'll say that's that for, for the, the first of our new shows, the Arsenal Review. This is the first one done, episode one. Um, it was really good. I enjoyed that. Uh, so, looking ahead to the new season. Hopefully, next week's show can be just as upbeat and just as great because we've won our first game and we're all happy next Monday enjoying life and of course even even if even if friday doesn't go too well the good news is next week you've got melvin's new show to look forward to so there's always something positive to no pressure to. melvin no pressure at all you know it's, it's something good to look forward to isn't it after the if we have a disappointing start for the season at least we've got that to fall back on and we can all enjoy it. we've got something to look forward to that's the main thing isn't it um so yeah so it's, it's been it's been a good show tonight thank you very much to melvin of course as always um, and to Neil as well, always great to chat Thank to you. you. Yeah, I've got to miss it, actually. I've missed chatting about Arsenal through the summer. You know, with the Euros being on, I've kind of pushed Arsenal to the back burner for a bit. But it's been great chatting about Arsenal again, and I'm looking forward to a lot more great conversations about Arsenal as we move forward into the season. Looking forward to it all. And Terry says, yeah, a great show tonight, Richard, Magic, Melvin and Neil. No, thank you very much, Terry, as always, Thanks. for your support. Thanks, um, don't forget to please support um, Steve's show tomorrow as well his first show uh, hosting so he's he's going to be it's going to be exciting he's going to be a bit nervous so go easy on him i'm sure you will um it's going to be a good show though. He, he's, a, he's a great guy steve we love him and he's going to be a great show so please support that tomorrow at eight o'clock as well i'll be putting all the links up and everything so you can watch it all um so please get involved with that so yeah thanks to everyone for watching thanks to melvin and to neil thanks, thanks to all guys. you guys for watching we will see you very, very soon. And of course, in the meantime, as always, come on, you Gunners. Let's do this. Let's start the season well as we mean to go on. It's going to be a good season. I can feel it. Neil, Neil knows it's going to be a good season. We trust Neil's judgment. So we're going to go with that. Brilliant. Thanks then, guys. We'll speak to you. Don't forget tomorrow. Eight Thank you season. so much. With your exercise. Thanks, Thanks, you know, Thanks guys. guys. See you soon. Bye.